Welcome to the Cashflow Guys podcast, boys and girls. If you don't already know, my name is Tyler Sheff and I'm the host. I want to dive into this week talking about turnkey rentals. I get a lot of people asking me about turnkey rentals. Are they a good deal? Are they worthwhile? What should I watch out for? So I thought I'd cover that this week because it's coming up a lot, especially lately as it's getting harder to find opportunity. For a lot of folks, marketing is a challenge, lead sourcing, trying to deal with realtors. It's Everything's a hassle, right? People don't trust wholesalers. So turnkey is something that comes up. You do see these turnkey companies out there and there are, I'm sure there's several that do a great job. Now, that said, I've heard lots of bad ones too, but this is where, first of all, it really comes down to the quality of the operator. So what I would do is start by asking people that you know in the area. Talk to people, go to your RIA meetings, talk to folks if you go on Zoom sessions, ask who's bought turnkey rentals and what their experiences were. Hopefully they can refer you to a turnkey provider. I can tell you, I've interviewed several turnkey providers, not for the podcast, but I've just talked to them for on behalf of uh, clients of mine and things like that, or people that listen to the podcast have booked time and hired me to basically do the due diligence on a turnkey provider. And I got to tell you, it's uh, it's been a challenge finding some that uh, put forth accurate information. I can say, and I've talked about them on the podcast before, but one of the good ones I've heard of, and I've never heard a bad word about them, and you hear them if you listen to the Real Estate Guys podcast, uh, it's Terry Kerr from Mid-South Homebuyers, Terry Kerr from Mid-South homebuyers. Now that said, Terry sells property in the Memphis, Tennessee area, which turns a lot of people off. And I can tell you from experience that Memphis has its own unique set of challenges. Even with a good turnkey provider, it's a rough and tumble market. So tread carefully before you get invested in the Memphis market. It's been known to chew up and spit out more than one investor in its time. That, you know, if you work with Terry and his team and his management team, he's only going to buy in the good areas. He's not going to buy in the war zones and things like that. I have got my bumps and bruises in Memphis. I know that Rod Cleef is another one. Rod had a whole bunch of single family houses. He took a beating in 08 crash in Memphis. So a lot of us out there that have been doing this a while, we've invested through a recession, through a housing crisis. I can tell you that in a housing crisis, any market's bad, right? But uh, Memphis has its own unique set of challenges. I'll go ahead and leave it at that. But again, you work with a good provider, it'll be a lot better. So with that, I kind of want to dive in. You know, it's gotten popular, as I said. People, a lot of folks are thinking about it. Maybe I should do it. Something's better than nothing, that type of thing. First of all, I want to start with, there's different opinions on what is considered turn. To me, generally, turnkey means that the purchase, the rehab, and the management's already done. That means somebody else went out, found the deal, quote unquote. Maybe they bought it from a seller. Maybe they bought it from a wholesaler, whatever it may be. They rehabbed it to make it rent ready. So it should be when turnkey, in my opinion, means somebody's it's ready to, for someone to move in or that's included in the process. And then hopefully the property manager that works with the turnkey provider or is the turnkey provider has tenants available at their disposal, basically waiting for a unit to get ready. Now, if that's not the case, this is where things can start going haywire. So this is probably one of the first questions you're going to want to ask. What actually is turnkey? When you find out a provider, find out, ask the, ask the question. Maybe you can, it'll be answered on their website. What does turnkey mean to them? A lot of cases, it means we'll do everything but find the tenant and the management. Well, if that doesn't make things any, really any, I mean, it does make it easier. It gets a lot of the hard part out of the way, but for a lot of folks, finding the tenant or the management piece is going to be the hardest. The flip side of that is, is that the turnkey provider, their management may be lackluster. So again, this is where it comes to doing some due diligence, talking to references, talking to other people like you that have used the company, the management company, and make sure that you're not getting a dud. Just because they have management doesn't mean that it's good management. So that could be a challenge all in itself. With that said, if management's included, I want you to read the property management agreement between you and the property manager, because if you're not happy with the property manager, we're going to want to terminate them and hire one that we are happy with. I'm here to tell you, 
Although it may seem challenging sometimes, it is possible to find good property managers, but it's going to take some time on your part. It's going to take some effort. You're going to have to find somebody that you jive with, that meld, that kind of goes with your personality. And what I may think is a great property manager, you may hate and vice versa. You may have a property manager you get along with great, but I don't like them. The bottom line is the best property manager for you is the best property manager that you're able to work with. You guys can see eye to eye and that you're on the same page. And that goes a long way. So why do I mention firing them? The other part of that is because, well, first of all, I mentioned firing them because it's likely that at some point you're going to have to change property. Sometimes property managers get lazy. They get complacent. Sometimes they're just having a rough go of things. Maybe they, when they do get you tenants, they're not that great a tenant. So these are things that you may want to think about switching property managers. You want to know what's involved if you do, do decide to part ways. And most importantly, how much will that cost you? What is the property manager's cancellation fee? I've seen property management agreements where they want you to pay out the balance of the lease as a termination fee. And we're talking about thousands of dollars. It's like, no, I don't think so. You want to look at their fees. What do they charge when they lease up an apartment? Do they want the first month's rent? They want half the first month's rent. Me personally, I would pay them half of the first month's rent. I'm not on board with this pay the whole first month's rent. I also say if the tenant doesn't last for any length of time, like if it's a long-term tenant and they stay, then that's we have to work something out. What I don't want to do is a property manager going through tenants so they can get extra paychecks. In other words, if you to get a lease up fee, the tenant, the current tenant has to remain in place throughout the duration of the lease. There's none of this. 90 days later, the tenant moves out and then the property manager's like, no problem. I'll get you another one. And then that one goes 90 days and flakes out. And then another, another one in 90 days. And all this time you're giving away that first month or that first half month's rent. That can be a huge hit to your wallet. So read the fine print, understand what happens when the place goes vacant, understand what happens if you need to cancel with them. So be completely clear. One of the big benefits guys about the turnkey rentals is the ease of acquisition. Acquisition. It's easy to get the really what it comes down to is you find a turnkey provider you like. You analyze some of the deals that they've already done. Most a good one will put you some give you some example deals that just closed. It should show you what the expenses are estimated at. This is what you're going to want to check. It should show you what it's rented for. It should show you what they paid for it. As far as the buyer, I mean you as the investor paid for it. You can look in public records and find out what a turnkey provider paid for it, but what does that matter? Because they've probably rehabbed it, so that's really not going to give you a whole lot of information. What's most important is how much are you paying for the property. Don't get so caught up in what they paid for the property because it really doesn't matter and they deserve to make a profit. They're doing a lot of work. That said, how much are you paying for the property? How much reasonably is it? A, is, should you expect for the rent? You're going to want to pick up the phone and you're going to want to call people. And I'll get into that here in a second. Primarily property managers to double check the rent on. I'm going to go deeper in that here in just a second. But when you think about it, there's a lot of people out there and maybe this is you have a tough time putting deals together. I mean, everybody goes through a dry spell that I can tell you. Lately, with the COVID and all the stuff that's going on, I'm telling you, it's not like deals are just popping out of the woodwork. We have to work harder. I'm actually doing direct mail. I haven't done direct mail in a long, I mean, a long time. But right now, the digital marketing has been a challenge. And with the elections, see, I like to run Facebook ads and Instagram ads and things like that. But with the elections going on, the politicians ate up all the a lot of the ad space. So Facebook and, and uh, YouTube and all these other online advertising generators, they raise their rates through the ceiling because the politicians basically have an unlimited pocket book. So I had to stop doing my Facebook ads because my cost per lead was getting crazy. I mean, it was like 10 times what it was. So for me, I scaled back my digital marketing for the time being, and I'm replacing it with digital mail, also replacing it with voicemail drops and email campaigns and things like that. So I'm running funnels now and I'm using direct mail, like postcards and letters and things like that, direct response sales copy to get people to go to a landing page and sign in or sign up to get my newsletter or get my home valuator or things like that so I can generate some seller leads. 
That said, if you're not into that, if marketing's not your game, then maybe buying turnkey rentals makes sense for you because to be honest with you, it's easy. You put a deposit down and you wait. And when they have one, when you're on the list, then they'll call you and you pull the trigger. So that means before you do that, make sure you have your financing together and you got everything you need to close and they'll tell you exactly what they need. Frankly, they'll even refer you to a lender in a lot of Those of you that have an IRA, this can be a no-brainer for you. Now understand, you're not going to get 20, 30% cash on cash returns on a turnkey rental because you've got someone doing all the work for you, which means you're going to revenue share when somebody's doing all the work. Now, you can't have your cake and eat it too. So if you want big cash on cash returns, guess what? That means you got to roll up your sleeves and get your own leads and negotiate with the sellers and raise private capital and do all these things. And if you can, if you're willing to do all those things, then you deserve the night. But if you're not willing to do all those things, then you're going to have to share some of that profit with the turnkey providers and the property, everybody else in your team that you need to get it done. So that said, let's talk about returns. Keeping in mind, before I, we leave that section, before we get, I want to remind you one thing. Turnkey providers can pack a hefty profit into each deal for themselves. I'm not even going to begin to try to gloss over it. what it is. It depends on the deal and depends on the turnkey provider. But understand it's, it should be done. So there comes a time where you got to just kind of back off and what's the cost of doing business? How much work really is this? And I'm here to tell you, it's a lot of work putting deals together, a lot of work and a lot of expense. So be more focused on the your purchase price and how much net profit you're going to get for your investment. Keep Keeping in mind, unless you're paying cash, your return, cash on cash return is based on the down payment. You're using the bank's money or maybe your IRA is paying cash for it. But if you're not, if you're not using, using your own cash, your return is based on the cash. If you were investing in the stock market to get a return on a hundred thousand dollars in the stock market, you got to pony up a hundred grand. But to get a return on a hundred thousand dollars in real estate, you only got to put down 20 grand because the bank's going to loan you the other 80. And now you get to earn appreciation off of a hundred grand. So your returns are going to automatically be higher and should be more controlled in real estate if you just simply embrace leverage. Now let's talk about pro forma real quick. And I don't want to go too far down a rabbit hole because I've beat this one to death, but there's a couple things I want to talk about about pro forma. Pro forma, first of all, guys, means I'm guessing. Understand that. Pro forma means I'm guessing. Turnkey providers often use pro formas to outline the expected profits from owning the property they're advertising. It's important that you understand that these numbers are rarely ever achieved. These are advertised, which means tenants move out, tenants pay late. Sometimes they have trouble getting tenants because things shift, whatever. Maybe the property, the weeds are grown up and they're not, not, it's not being maintained properly or whatever. And maybe it takes a month or two to get a new tenant. All of these things work against the pro forma that they've put forth. For example, very rarely will you see vacancy loss written into a pro forma. And if you do, it's usually minor. And if you do the math, they'll, they'll figure in like six days of vacancy loss. Guys, I hate to tell you, nobody's turning tenants on annual leases in six days because it takes longer than that. That's just life because places have to be cleaned. Carpets, has to, places have to be painted. All these different things have to go on. And then you have to source the tenant. So realistically, you should be figuring a minimum of 10% vacant. That's on a class B rental in a good name. If you're class C or worse, take it up from there. 15%, maybe 20%. In Memphis, I figured I underwrote for 20 to 25% vacancy. And there were some months that I was, I fell short. Vacancy, why? At one point where a whole building went empty, where literally a drug dealer went in and took over a 10 unit apartment building and emptied that sucker out in like two weeks. And I had to get the Gestapo to go in there and drag these people out by their ear and throw them out and then find new tenants and clean up the blood and the drugs and everything else. It was ridiculous. Thank God I'm no longer invested in Memphis. That said, do your independent research. Double check the expected returns as advertised by the providers. Call three properties. Ask them what the rent amount would be based on the specific address you're thinking about buying. 
ask them if they would manage it and ask them how much they would charge them. I know a lot of the multifamily guys, like the people that are doing big multifamily apartments, they get, because they're dealing in volume, they're paying a couple percentage points for management. But if you're buying single family turnkey rentals or duplexes or small, small multifamilies, like four units and less, your property management cost is going to be advertised probably at between eight and 10%. And realistically, it that line item is going to work out at the end of the year to be closer to why 15%. Well, because property managers charge for things like calls on Saturday nights when the when the sink is dripping and things like that. Service calls this, that, and the other will get tacked on to the management as it should because a good manager charges for their service. This charge, of course, passes on to you. So don't sell yourself short. Be realistic. Ask them if they would feel comfortable replacing the tenants if the need arose. And more importantly, ask them what is considered a reasonable time frame for that house in that neighborhood with that build out. One, two, three, anywhere street. You can look it up on Zillow. Mr. Property Manager, how long do you think it would take on average for you to get a tenant? Because some neighborhoods take two weeks to get a tenant. Other neighborhoods take three months to get a tenant. So you're going to have to ask those questions and see what they say. That's going to help you gauge whether or not to trigger. And go through each line item that the turnkey provider gives you and double check the Call the power company. Give them the address. Ask them what the power bill was this time. Okay, verify that. Don't think you're paying the power bill. You are when it's vacant. Somebody's paying it. Certainly isn't the people don't that don't live there. You're paying it. How much is the gas bill if you're paying gas? How much is the water bill? Lastly, let's kind of talk about before I summarize it here, repairs and rehab. Now, this is just Tyler's opinion, but I believe a turnkey provider should be doing handling all the repairs and the rehab, which means the property's ready to roll, which means the painting's done, the carpets are clean if it's got carpet, everything's ready to go. It needs nothing, but that's turnkey. Now that we've got that out of the way, get a home inspection, please. I beg you. I don't care if your your uncle Larry is the turnkey provider, not that Larry Harbold does turnkey rentals, who no matter who it is, you should have a home. A home inspection is going to cost you a couple hundred, a couple, between four and $600 generally for your average single family home rental. It may be a hundred less, it may be a hundred more, whatever it may be, but whatever it is in your market, it's well worth it. Find somebody who is licensed if they have licensure in your state. In Florida, they're licensed. There's also an association called ASHI. It's called the American Society of Home Inspectors. It's A-S-H-I. Type that into Google, A-S-H-I, American Society of Home. It's a trade association that basically puts forth standards on what inspectors should check and how they should check things and how they should do their inspections. I can tell you from experience, the guys that are ASHI inspectors generally are pretty squared away. Of course, there's there's exceptions to every rule, but at least they're paying an association. They're supposed to adapt by these guidelines. If they get a lot of complaints, they get kicked out, that type of thing. So it gives you a little bit of transparency, right? It gives you a little bit of peace of mind that the inspector is going to go through and check. Now that said, a word about home inspectors, they're going to miss stuff because you know what? They're human and sometimes things hide behind walls. That's just reality, but they will catch stuff that I guarantee you, you will probably overlook unless you're a general contractor. And even then you'll probably overlook because as a general contractor, you're going to find yourself being a little, that's just how it goes because you already know everything. The inspector is going to be able to check and report on the electrical system, the plumbing, the HVAC, which is the heating, ventilation, and air conditioning, the roof, and the overall condition of the property. If there's any settlement issues, if there's any structural issues, if there's ever been fire damage, electrical, whatever it may be, they're going to put together a nice report with photographs. Now, that said, their job is to find stuff to justify their fee. I mean, after all, it's what you're paying for. I'm not suggesting, though, that you take the inspection report and you fire it off to the turnkey provider and tell them you want everything on there fixed because a lot of the stuff is very minor stuff that frankly is to be expected. So don't nickel dime the turnkey provider because you might get yourself bumped from the list. Nothing to do. Instead, focus on the stuff that's safety related, things that might cost you money down the road. 
you know, if the drawer squeaks and doesn't open properly, maybe that's something your property manager can have their maintenance guy take care of before tenants. Little odds and ends and things like that. Send a handyman in there or have your property manager send a handyman in there and take care of some of the odds and ends and the oddballs. But if you've got things like aluminum wiring or, or double tap circuits, anything electrical, gas, water leaks, things like that. Those are the things you want the turnkey provider to take care of prior to closing. Frankly, I don't care if you even pay for the repairs. If you want to pay for the repairs, knock yourself out. Just get it done before you put a tenant in there. Because I'm here to tell you, everything's harder when you got to schedule it. You got to inconvenience the tenant. Sometimes the handyman makes a mess or breaks stuff or the dog's chewing on their ankle or the baby's crying or whatever's going on. It becomes inconvenient once you have a tenant. So that's why it's so important to get this stuff done before you put it. So go through that inspection report. If you don't understand what's in the inspection report, ask the inspector. A good inspector should be willing to explain everything. Frankly, if it's possible and you're not long distance invest, I would suggest you attend the inspection. You'll learn a lot by attending an inspection. I love going to home inspections. I've been doing this now for over 20 years. I thoroughly enjoy home. I try to attend every one I can for my clients because I really learn something new every time. Every inspector has a different style, a different interpretation. So I like to be there so I can be part of the process, help and also learn something new. So to wrap this up, Turnkey rentals, in my opinion, can be a good investment for those who lack the skill or the desire to go out and do it themselves. Guys, make no mistake. I know I make it sound easy. I get it. But I've been doing this for 20 years. So a lot of things for me actually are easy because I've been doing it so long. Those of you that have been working in a job for a long time, doing whatever your profession is, you're a welder or an attorney or a doctor, whatever it is, you've been doing it for 20 years, probably damn good at it. So for you to do it, your normal job is pretty easy, but I guarantee if I tried to do your job tomorrow, I would probably not do a good a job. You don't want Tyler doing surgery, at least not on a human being. I could flay the hell out of a fish or a deer or a hog, but you don't want me doing uh, neurological surgery on you that I can assure you if you're an attorney, probably don't want Tyler practicing law. Although I've always wanted to be an attorney boy with that. My point is these can be decent, re- decent investments for people that don't have the skills to go out and do it themselves. So the next question is, what is a decent return? Well, for starters, I if I were you, I would like to outpace inflation. They say the inflation rate right now is around 4% as a whole, not including the cost of food or fuel. Now, I know you're, what Wall Street Journal says about inflation and that the Fed says that it's under 2% and whatever, and that's the difference. Bottom line is, I would want my investment outpacing overall inflation. You can go online and determine, look at different indicators that tell you really what the inflation rate is. So I would at least outpace that. Here's the thing. Your do- money doing something, invested in something that you have control over is always going to be better than investing in something that you don't. What do I mean by that? Well, infinite banking, terrible investment because you're giving money to an insurance company. They're taking 40% off the top for themselves. That is absolutely, in my opinion, the biggest scam out there. Shame on that. Insurance agents are getting rich. Realtors don't charge you 40% of your investment to sell you a house. Okay. Understand that. I won't get on my soapbox about infinite banking. That said, stocks. You don't have any control over stocks unless you research that stuff day in and day out and you got your nose glued to the news. Stocks. And, and here's the other problem. Stocks wind up, for most people, being a passive investment, which yeah, maybe they like the idea that it's passive, but they don't know what's going on. They trust some broker, some stock broker or financial planner who themselves is not rich. Well, I shouldn't say that the financial planners are usually the ones that are not rich. The stock brokers are absolutely rich and they charge you a fee whether you win or lose. Every time they sell a stock for you, they take a fee. Every time they buy a stock for you, they take a fee. As I said last week, anytime you compound, you're trying to get compound returns, compound interest, and you apply a fee to that, compounding stops until such time the interest builds up 
such that it overcomes the fee. So guys, if you want to grow your nest egg, I would much rather make two or three or four or five or 6% on a turnkey uh, single family home rental than putting my money in the stock market and do the spray and pray method. That just doesn't make sense. But that's me and I'm not going to tell you what to do with your money. I'm not an investment advisor. I'm just a silly redneck that buys property, sits on it for a long time and doesn't work for a living. Guys, I hope you took some value out of this. I hope that if you have questions, you get hung up or maybe you're finding a turnkey provider. If you got things that don't make sense to you, drop an email to me, info at cashflowguys.com. I'll throw a second set of eyes on it and see what I think. If you need help analyzing a deal, info at cashflowguys.com. Book a a slot on my calendar. Let me take a look at the information. How that works, you book a slot on my calendar, go to my website, hit Ask Tyler. In the comments where it says, why do you want to meet with Tyler? Say, I want to have a review a deal. At that point, what I will do is one of my team will send you over a deal review form. You fill it out with all the information on the deal. You send it back to me. We'll schedule an appointment. We'll get on the phone, see if I can help you work through that deal. Guys, have a great week. Hope you have a great week. I hope next week is amazing. Looking forward to 2021. We're going to make a lot of money in 2021. Got to do the work though, guys. Got to get out there. Got to pull triggers. Got to. Until then, catch up with you next time. This concludes today's episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. Head over to CashflowGuys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas. So you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race. to learn to earn head over to cashflowguys.com and contact tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas so you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race